we'd like to welcome you to The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. Praise God. All praise King Jesus. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, we're going to get to sing that song. We don't know what heaven's going to look like. We know that He's going to be there, and we through Christ are going to be there through faith in Him. We're going to get to sing songs of praise. It's going to be so sweet. This is just a practice. This is just a a warm-up for what it's going to be one of these days. Here in just a few moments, and then toward the end of the service, we're going to be taking the Lord's Supper, and I hope that you picked up one of these when you came through. Go with me, look over. We're going to bounce around to several places this morning. Look over at 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Chapter 11, Paul here writes of what he was given about the night when Christ had that supper, had that time with his disciples. And in verse 28 of chapter 11 of the book of 1 Corinthians, it says, But a man must first examine himself, and in so doing is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. This morning, before we go any further, our, the singing, the worship, the praise, the the ones on stage have brought us to that place and prepared our hearts to receive. But the Bible says don't take it in an unworthy fashion. Examine yourselves. Allow the Spirit of God to comb through and look at how, who, what we are. Be sensitive to the move of the Spirit. Be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. Don't do this in an unworthy fashion, in an unworthy manner. Examine yourselves. I want us to, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer and take just a moment of, of just, just allowing the Spirit to speak to us and listen to what He says. Confession. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth, confess our sins, He's faithful and, and just to forgive us and to, to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. Let's go to the Lord now in prayer. Just right there, you and Him. He's listening. Father God in heaven, you hear your children. Holy Spirit, as you convict, as you point out, as you remind us and make us aware of the things, God, maybe attitudes, secret sins of pride and arrogance and envy and jealousy and bitterness. God, the outward outbursts, the anger, the, the gossip, the slander. God, forgive us. Lord, if there's a spirit of, I don't know, I don't know, jealousy, just, just madness, 
bitterness and just how we can't let it go. God, please free us from that. Hurt. This world hurts us, Lord. The hurt is real. I mean, you can't yell. Tomorrow comes and the sun comes up, but God, it still hurts. Lord, help us. God, forgive us for the wrongs that we've committed, the wrongs that Jesus, thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that draws us back. That God, you don't let us go so far that we can't be brought back. I thank you, God, that your Spirit just nudges and whispers. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for just being here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God that we are able to come before Him and, and, and pray that we can come before Him and, and He hears us. Praise God that, that He hears us. See, the enemy, the enemy is constantly at, at work. He's constantly attacking. The enemy thought way back in the, in the early days, way back in the garden, in the very beginning, remember when Adam and Eve had messed up, the enemy thought for a moment there that he had thwarted, that he had, he had changed God's plan, that he had finally, God's crowning creation, man, had fallen, had, had sinned there in Genesis 3. And Satan, we're not given a time frame, but Satan must have cheered. He must have thought, I, I won. You remember he probably thought that also when Christ was on the cross. Remember those three days? He must have thought that, hey, I'm victorious. I finally won. But God told him, even all the way back, listen, listen to this, what God tells him. Even in the curse, as, as God is telling Satan there, all the way back in Genesis, he says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise you on the head. And you shall bruise him on the heel. God did for you and did for me through Christ Jesus something that we could not do for ourselves. He sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for you. He literally bled out, pierced, crown of thorns, beaten beyond recognition. And he hung there on a cross and he died. But in doing so, he forever crushed Satan under. He crushed him. Satan has no power. Satan is defeated. Look over in Colossians. We're reading Colossians together over and over. And we read this regularly. Look at what God says about this Jesus that we sing of forever. King Jesus. All glory and honor and praise is rightfully His. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 it says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He is the, 
Also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him and through him to reconcile all things to himself. Having made peace through the blood of his cross, through him I say whether things on earth or things in heaven. Look over in chapter 2. It says, when you were dead, talking about us, when we were dead in our transgressions and the uncircumcision of flesh, he made you alive together with him. Having forgiven us all of our transgressions. Think about that. Christ took all of our punishment. He took all the punishment that you and I deserve and he took it on himself. Every bit of it, every ounce of it. He took it for you and me and all those who would believe. He took it, having canceled out, verse 14, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When He disarmed the rulers and authorities, He made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through Him. God did for us in Christ Jesus. Satan cheered there in the garden. Satan cheered there at the cross of Calvary. But that empty tomb on Easter morning declared for us victory forevermore. Christ overcame death, hell, and the grave. Christ overcame Satan's power. He fully drank the cup of wrath that each one of us should have taken. That's what Jesus did. All hell, King Jesus. All hell, all glory, all honor and majesty forever and ever and ever and evermore. And what does it gain for us? What do we receive? Look over Romans chapter 5. Because of Christ. Because of what Christ did. And even though we mess up, even though we drift, even though we find ourselves in places and in attitudes, and at times unthankful, ungrateful, taken for granted, taken advantage, even though we find ourselves in a place and in a spot that we do not belong. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When Satan looks at you and says, Hey, you're a mess up. You know what your response is? I know. But I'm forgiven. I made a mistake, but I'm forgiven. I, I, I failed, but I'm forgiven. I, I shouldn't have, but Christ has forgiven me. Christ is my Redeemer. Christ is our everything. We don't work for it. We don't try to earn it. We simply rest on the finished work of Jesus. He did it for us. He did it for the Father. He did it out of obedience to the Father. The greatest love act was Christ coming to this earth and living amongst men who ultimately rejected Him and dying on a cross out of obedience to the Father to redeem back to the Father a people 
for his own possession. That's us. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what can separate us from God? You know, the world don't get this. The world says, yeah, but I've messed up really bad. I've messed up. I've done things. I've done things I shouldn't. I've done things I knew it was wrong. And I, 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 I bullheaded full speed ahead and I hurt people. Preacher, no way God can use me. There's no way God can forgive me. There's no way. Yes, He can. Yes, He does. Yes, He will. In Christ, all praise King Jesus. All honor and glory goes to Him. Look over chapter chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Who will separate us? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulations or distress or persecutions or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we are overwhelmingly conqueror through Him who loved us. Look at verse 38. As a young person, I used to read this over and over and over and over. He's talking about the eternal security, security of the saints. Yeah, but Brother Shannon, I messed up. Yeah, but, yeah, but I did this, I did that. What can separate us from the love of God? What can, what can take us out of the Father's hand? We mess up, but praise God for the Holy Spirit. If there's a Holy Spirit convicting you, drawing you back, then praise God. People that don't have, people that don't have the Holy Spirit convicting and drawing them back does not have Christ. But those of us that have the conviction of the Holy Spirit, praise God. But in all these things, we are overwhelmingly conquerors through Him who loved us. Verse 38, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. All praise goes to Christ Jesus. we got a lot going on in our worlds today. we got a lot going on in our circles. A lot of distractions, a lot of busyness, a lot of shiny things. There's nothing more precious. There's nothing. It's this simple. As busy and as important and as so necessary is all of that. There's nothing greater than Christ. And knowing Him and being known by Him is better than anything else. That's, that's, that's it. That's eternal. That's forever. We get to celebrate Him every day. That's hard, you know. I get you. It's hard. In the busyness and in the, in the distractedness and in the, the rat race of gotta be and go and do, we're pulled in 47 different directions at once. And, and there standing above all that supreme and high is Christ and, and, and the, the truth 
that he is Lord, the, the, the fact that he is almighty and has redeemed us and, and made us his very own and, and all of this stuff are down here in. Praise God. Praise God that we can just slow down and be reminded. Praise, praise God that you guys have calendars upon calendars and responsibility on top of responsibility, but we can just stop and be still and sit back and know that you're God, you're good. Jesus, look with me over in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Who makes all this possible? Who makes all this possible? I, I think often how weak I am in delivery, how weak I am in sharing the importance, the value. Christ is enough. Christ is all satisfying. Christ is everything. We, we think about what He did for us as we think about His life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul says this to the church just before he says, examine yourselves. Church, he says, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus in the night in which He was betrayed, He took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, This is My body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of Me. This morning I want you to take this little, this little packet. This little packet. COVID changed a lot of things. COVID changed the way we do this. But I think it's, it's not the program or the process, it's the symbolic of us being able to stop it all and being able to, in, in, in the middle of your busy world, to be able to stop and remember Jesus and to praise Him and to thank Him for His life. Took the body. Take this. Take this little thing. Tear the top off. Tear the top back. That little clear spot. Get that little wafer out of the top. Guys, that's just a little wafer. But it is symbolic of the body of Christ. For us this morning, here in Northport, Alabama, it is symbolic of the body of Christ that was broken on Calvary for you. He died for you. And He rose again. He is your only hope. We do this in remembrance of King Jesus. Father God, thank You. Thank You, Lord. The busyness is still there, God. The responsibilities are still there. The distractions are still there. God, none of that stops us from worshiping You. 
None of that derails our love for you and our devotion and our commitment and our our faith in what you did. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are our Savior and our God. We love you. We thank you for your body that was broken for each one of us. Thank you. Jesus' name, amen. It says also in the same way he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is of the new covenant in my body. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Be, be very gentle. Very gentle. Take the little plasticky piece and very gently pull it back. Very gently pull it back. There's not blood in here. Symbolic of the blood of Christ though. Symbolic of the blood of Christ. The Bible says without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins. Here we are. Saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Getting to worship the King of this universe who made it all possible. Guys, we do this in remembrance of Him. Father God, thank you. Thank you so much, Lord. God, I don't know where this group has to go. I don't know what they face each day. I don't know the pressures of this life that they experience. I don't know the struggles, the heartaches. God, I don't even know the mountaintops, the victories. God, but you do. In the middle of all of that, in the middle of all of where they currently reside, there stands you, King Jesus. You have the words of life. You are the way, the truth, and the life, and there is no other way, there is no other name, there is no other hope. There is nothing else but you. We celebrate you today. We worship you today. We worship you. We praise you. You are alive forevermore. You died according to Scripture and you was buried according to Scripture and three days later you rose again according to Scripture and you were seen by so many. You live today and you intercede on our behalf. You are our everything. So when that enemy comes at us and he tries to convince and he tries to say there's no hope and there's, 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 there's no light at the end of this tunnel, we can simply right there look him in the eye and say, you are a defeated liar. Because there is therefore now no condemnation in me. Because I have peace with God through my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. 
If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.